0: I'm Commander Shepard and Tales from the Tavern is my favorite stream on Twitch.
1: Tales from the Tavern was recorded in front of a live Twitch audience. we are back with another week from Tales from the Tavern Um, I'm listening to this chatter happening behind me right now you guys can't hear it yet but I can um
2: yeah, yeah. To <laughs> I'm just oh, gonna unmute you all. Now. Like this is oh, what's going some on. some of the things yeah. that we are saying this right now. You on heard in my, it in my, hero- your in my mind head, guys. Just uh, and
3: that was the first time I uh, killed a man in an alley, <laughs> violating <laughs> vi- yeah. violating the Tos here. Before, yeah. we, before,
4: yeah. we, before <laughs> right? We I know. On. Oh my god. Oh shoot. Do we all need an NDA on this one? Right. We do
1: now. Yeah. I'm just telling you.
3: You bring up. You know,
1: licorice, and I
5: will
3: do things. I'm just saying. All right. Well.
1: $20 is $20. (laughs) As you can see, we're back with another episode of Tales from the Tavern. I've already lost control of the stream, so I'm just going to turn it over to everybody else, and uh, I'm going to let everyone go around and introduce themselves, tell us a little about who they are, what they're up to, and uh, all that good stuff. Uh, We're going to start with the one, the only, Mr. B. Dave Walters. Thank you for joining us.
5: That is the dozens and dozens of my fans cheering there. Hello! Yes! Uh, (laughs) Non-ironically, TV's B. Dave Walters, uh, Invitation to Party on G4, Black Dice Society, Legend of the Multiverse on D&D, Dungeon Master for the cast of Stranger Things, find me wherever fine streaming content can be located.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for taking time out of your probably very hectic schedule to come and hang out and talk TTRPG with us tonight. We are very excited to have you.
3: Thank you for the invite.
1: Absolutely. Bees! Tell us a little about you. You can't pass.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Just about to. I know. What's up, everyone? I am your happy, helpful harbinger of hype. I am bees. um, All over the internet as biggest underscore bees, except for Twitch, big bees. Uh, Variety streamer, voice actor, uh, TTRPG. Yeah. I do a little bit of everything. I made one shots, play all sorts of things. Um, And... Yeah, I do a lot of other stuff. Not well, but I do it.
1: (laughs) You do a lot of it well, but there you go. (laughs) Um, Well, Bees, thanks for coming back on and hanging out tonight. Jess Pendley making your second appearance on Tales from the Tavern. Welcome back.
6: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Uh, I am Jess Pendley. I'm a TTRPG, D&D writer and designer, but I am mostly one half of Underground Oracle Publishing. Uh, we're a third-party 5e content uh, supplement producer, um, and you can find us on UndergroundOracle.com or Underground Oracle on every platform. So come find us!
1: <laughs> awesome, yes, and uh, we'll talk about this a little more after. But Jess uh, very kindly donated a supplement to anybody who uh, contributes five dollars or more to uh, to the Extra Life fundraiser. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, let's see, Chris, aka Saint. <laughs>
0: Uh, I am the DM for Discount Dungeons. That's currently on hiatus due to one of our players having cancer. We wish her the best. Uh, So if you want to check her out and help her go fund me, uh, it's NebiusLala on Twitter. She was in the Friday campaign. She also just released a shirt and releases to that event. Um, I am a legacy RPG player. Uh, My parents were playing since the Gold Box back in one edition. So I literally grew up with a Monster Manual in my hands.
2: (laughs)
1: Amazing. I love it. Love it. Um, well, thank you for coming on. And uh yes, thank you, thank you to uh to Meg who created that t-shirt. Um that was fantastic. So it was amazing. Yeah. Uh and Patch.
4: Hello everybody. My name is Patch. I am a TTRPG player. Uh I was part of Discount Dungeons for a while. Uh now I'm a little bit on the background. I am basically a guest star for hire. Uh I am also a voice actor uh i do a bunch of stuff here and there i also write things um i'm currently working on my subclasses the musical project i the tagline which i've been off the past week is broadway the bard way um, basically <laughs> taking musicals and i'm kind of mashing them all together into subclasses for you to play we have four out currently uh there's more on the way i'm working on one for rent right now so that is what I am working on, and I am excited to get to chat with this wonderful crew.
1: I love that. broad uh, Broadway, the Bardway. That's the awesome. The puns have
0: started early tonight. I like the it. The puns have started early.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I am Gamer Mom Luna. This is Tales from the Tavern. If you are joining us for the very first time, let me tell you a little about how the stream works. Basically... All of the stuff that we're going to talk about tonight comes from our questions in chat. I've already seen chat dumping a bunch of questions in there. So uh, those of you who have been here before, you know how this works. Um, if you have a question that you would like to ask the panel, please feel free to just drop it right into the chat. Uh, my moderators are standing by and they will make sure that we get your questions so that we can uh, add it into the queue and talk about it um, as soon as we get the chance. If you've been around for a little bit and you've got some channel points racked up, you can use the Ask My Question Next feature. I've already seen one of those come in we have three of those available every night so that can bump your question up to the top one in the queue Um, my cats would like you to know that there is also a channel point redemption for treats for kitties they just want to make sure that I make sure you know that that's there also we are wrapping up tonight for the last night now that was way less anticlimactic that was way more anticlimactic (laughs) than it I meant for it to be yeah I know right (laughs) Uh, we've been doing the Extra Life Charity stream... Uh, weekend extravaganza this whole weekend started Friday night at 6pm 6pm? 6.30pm Eastern Time? 630 30. Yeah, with uh, one shot that was DM'd by Chris. Uh, we took it through the whole day yesterday. We had three games. We had uh, two D&D 5E games and an Esper Genesis game. Earlier today we had uh, an Aether and Steamworks game and now we are here with Tales from the Tavern. So, as you can see from the lovely ticker below at the bottom of the screen, we smashed our thousand dollar goal, like absolutely demolished it. Um, we set a goal of a thousand dollars. That was what we raised last year when we did this. Uh, blew it out of the water. We're at sixteen hundred right now, um, sixteen hundred and seven to be exact. So we figured out that uh, you know we only need three hundred and ninety three more dollars to make it to two thousand. So. We're going to cross our fingers. Um, There's all kinds of really cool incentives if you uh, decide to donate. So uh, at the $5 level, you get, um, and Jess, I'll let you tell a little more about what it is, but you get one of the Underground Oracle supplements. That is the uh, Treasures of the High Seas. Jess, tell
6: us a little about what's involved in that one. Uh, it is a mostly PC-focused supplement, uh, The Book of High of Treasures. It has uh, three new archetypes in it. Uh, the Border Ranger, which is my current favorite ranger that we've produced. Um, the Sea Witch Warlock and the Sea Winds Bard, um, which is a, a cool martial bard. There's two new creature companions from the creature companion system that we've released recently. And then there's these really rad five artifactual flags, which impact like the entire crew of a ship in addition to the the ship itself. So super, super awesome supplement. Definitely worth the five bucks awesome well and i appreciate so much that you've contributed that
1: if you have already contributed and you haven't received it that's because we haven't sent them out yet so um (laughs) they will be coming uh we wanted to get through the entire weekend first um so there you go we'll uh we'll we will get those out to you in the next week or so uh we also have at the 25 five dollar level um math tommy from math productions has donated uh a um, battle map to anybody who would like that and at the hundred dollar level uh if you donate uh hundred dollars he will hand paint a mini of your choice um, if you've never seen his minis they are very well done he also donates time to the Boys and Girls Club in his community uh, teaching the kids how to paint minis um, he had over 30 kids in his two between two schools um, doing that with him this year and they uh, had a blast um, the pictures were incredible and he went through over 200 minis teaching them how to paint so uh, it That's was a, it sounded like it was a great time he loves doing it um, and he He wants to uh, to share those with everybody else. So there you go. That's all the cool stuff that we have um, coming up for uh, for extra life. So we would love love it if we can make it to two thousand dollars tonight. If we can't, that's okay. We've already well well surpassed what we wanted to do. All right, let's get into talking TTRPG. So I've seen a lot of questions come in. This was the first one that I got tonight. This one came in from Jason, and Jason would like to know, if you had a situation, either as a GM or a player, where you felt that a player was being left out of a session, what did you do about it? And I will let, let that sink in for a second, and feel free to jump in uh, as the spirit moves you.
0: Uh, that can be a hard one because it comes down to the, the player themselves. Obviously, if you have some people with a lot of anxiety, like the discount crew tends to, they all have a lot of anxiety and they've joined to kind of work through that. You don't necessarily want to force them to participate more. You want to find where their comfortable level of uh, participation is and if they are actually feeling left out because there are some sessions and some games that just because of the way story beats land, some people don't get to act as much and whatnot. And sometimes they're cool that sometimes they wish they get to do more. So it's really about having tons of open communication with your players and reading the room a little bit. Plus also confirming that yes, they actually felt left out because there have been times like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't get to like do your thing tonight. Like it just couldn't be panned out. You guys got really deep in the role play and I didn't want to interrupt. i are like, no, 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 I wasn't left out. That was perfect. That scene was, and you just try rolling it into the next session and things like that. So it's very much like all things in TPGRG is just being very open to communication and, not automatically jumping on an assumption just taking that extra step going hey i'm sorry i didn't get to this or like you looked a little left out where you're not uncomfortable and just trying to figure figure out where they are and then adjusting your game and your presentation of the story to accommodate that as best as possible and again there are some nights that someone wants to be with people but doesn't want to necessarily interact so they're just like you know what i wasn't focused on that's perfect i got to enjoy and just be there
6: yeah, I think you kind of have to get the vibe from the player. I think it's almost easier, at least in my experience, it's easier to tell whether someone's feeling left out or not as another player at the table because mm-hmm. you're not focused on juggling all everyone at the table. You're not focused on building the world. So as me as a player, it's kind of easier for me to be like, oh, this person is maybe trying to say something but getting spoken over or they're not able to like get in there. So you know, as a player, if I can, even if I don't, if the character i'm playing doesn't have like a super great relationship with that player's character or something i'll still do something to try to get them involved in a scene and then if i can pull them in and they're acclimated to it it kind of gets them you know back into the group mm-hmm. and everything but you know if then you're you're right though there are some nights where it's just clear someone's like i'm cool chilling in the background and i don't you know need to be front and center right now so but i think as a gm it's a way harder thing to kind of suss out than as another player at the table in my opinion
4: yeah I think on the player side, I think it's always good, especially if you've got someone who maybe has been kind of quiet, you know, I know we're saying kind of like, you know, let, try and incorporate, it. you can always ask them right at the beginning, you know, hey, would you be up for doing a scene together? Like, just do some, like, quick role play, and that can just be, like, uh, can be a good indicator if they're being a little quiet, maybe it's like, oh, you know, yeah, let, let's do something where it's like, you know, let's, you know, I, I'm kind of, you know, maybe not tonight, and that can also give a good indicator to the DM. That, mm. you know, hey, maybe they're not quite up for it, or if, you know, someone's trying to pull them in a little bit more, like, hey, let's give them a little bit more time. So, you know, it and that, that goes back to the player and DM, you know, everyone's part of the table, you know, yeah. we, we got to make sure that everyone's having a good time, you know, as to the best of our ability, so everyone can work together to do that, to do that.
1: I think one of the one of the best tips that I've ever heard, um, and I really like this as a player too, is if you're part of a regular campaign that's, that's meeting on a weekly basis, um, I've played in a lot of games where we do check-ins, you know, at the end of the game. How was that session? What did you guys think? Any feedback? Stuff like that. But um, somebody suggested actually on this stream, uh, and this was a while ago, and I really liked the idea, but doing like a pre-game check-in, just like a... You know, how's everybody feeling tonight? Um, You know, because I know, speaking for me personally, um, you know, there are some days that like, yeah, I'm totally on board. I want to play, you know, all the time, put me in everything. And then there are other days where I'm like perfectly content to just kind of hang out in the background. And so I think having that opportunity to go around and check in with everybody before you even get started, you know, somebody might've had a lousy day at work or whatever, you know, and um, maybe they just, kind of like you said patch they want to be around people but they don't necessarily want to be in everything so Mm -hmm. yeah
5: i think for me as a player in a dungeon master i'm always trying to keep an eye on this if you watch the stranger things one shot uh priya was very quiet so i would make a point to try and pull her into things asking them uh, giving them a skill check for something, to have them notice something, to have them notice a, an important piece of information, uh, to check in and just ask, what what is your character doing right now? Um, if a lot of people are being very chatty, you can ask them, like, how are you? What does your character think about what they're seeing right now? What's going through their head type thing? Give them a chance to talk like that. Um, as a player, I always try and set things up to basically give an, an assist to another player. It's like a, a lot of times I'm always trying to look for ways to make everybody else look cool, to like throw the alley-oop for somebody else to get to dunk it. So usually when I, whenever I make a statement, even as a character, I pretty much always button it with, what do you think so-and-so? Or immediately like hand it to that person so they immediately can start talking pretty easily. Uh, it is a little different in the streaming world than the home game world, uh, in the sense that usually when we're streaming, Barring the unforeseen, you kind of don't have the luxury to sit there the whole time and say nothing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, again, but there's been plenty of times where people will log in and be like, I'm having a rough day. Literally, I've got COVID, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. like, no problem. I'm not gonna lean on you too much tonight. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Keith in chat just said, I like to take a player aside and offer them something cool for their character or let them offer me something that they might like to do so they can shine. So making them feel important and special. Um, And Kay says, I keep a stupid long list of notes about what other characters have said and what they like or something that I've noticed and try to bring that into the conversation with quiet players. So,
3: Yeah. And it's also there needs to be a, a continuous communication even throughout the game because it could be, you know it could be a, a factor of someone's just feeling kind of meh and just don't have the drive to initiate something but still want to be part of the action for that session or it could be something they just feel like crap and don't want to be you know don't want to either be the one to call out and cause the you know cause the uh, the session to cancel out for that week and then you know have everybody wait an additional week so they still show up but they really don't want to be you know uh, you know in in the they really don't want to be in the foreground they kind of want to be mm. in the background helping everybody out so just you know just a little check in with somebody obviously beforehand see how everybody is vibing how everybody's doing before you get in but definitely if you start to notice somebody taking more of a backseat, kind of a uh, role during the game just hey everything all right you good you you want to just ride out on this uh, this uh session or you know and then you definitely know how to either create a situation for them to be a part of or, you know, bring them into one or just let them just ride out and hang out for the rest of the session. So, mm.
1: uh, Synthetic20 in chat just said, as an autistic individual, I always try to remember that people like contributing in different ways as well. Giving everyone a role in the party can help let people each have a spotlight.
0: Sure. And like D&D and uh, things like Espergenesis, Genesis, even um, Witcher and Shadowrun, like they do very good jobs of giving people very like archetypes they can just lean on if they're not feeling like a very detailed interactive night where they just want i know where my spot is i know exactly where i can jump in and that's like as constricting as the class systems can be we've all had like an issue where we wish our fighter could do this but just not in the archetype do i multi class and whatnot so like there is always that painful constriction but like that constriction can also be like a nice point of focus for people that need that as like a thing or looking for that like I know some of my players that have multi-class casters and like 13 14 different spells of one level and they're just like I want to play a fighter because all I have to do is hit something so <laughs> mm-hmm. focus can be like a really good way of helping bring people into the game especially like well I can lock this door that wasn't originally locked and now the rogue can make their skill check and small things like that so, like, yeah, having things that you can pin on, especially as a group of DMs, because I am a forever DM. I am a horrible player. I will admit I'm a bad player. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do enjoy my DMing. So, like, yeah, like locking a door for the rogues that they get to do something in the session, just something small that includes them can be a huge thing. Because, um, again, like you said, not everyone is necessarily up for role playing that night, but they still want to contribute. Or they, they're COVID and they're just like, yeah, I'm here because I want to play. It's something to distract me, but I can't talk. But they can still roll dice. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. Being able to lean on those archetypical roles is a good way of bringing people into the game in a less, like, convoluted way. Uh, I'm someone who likes very, like, constrict and concise rule sets. Uh, So, like, that's just something I can very much rely on. But I know things like um, some of the hero, the more, as my friends call it, creamy systems that don't really have well-defined archetypes. That might be a bit harder, but I can't really speak from experience.
1: So I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack for a second and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to ask because uh, it came up a minute ago. Uh, okay. Dave,
2: yeah.
1: what was it like DMing for the cast of Stranger Things? <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay, 21 minutes. That's longer than I thought it would take true uh much
5: easier than than trying to get this image I'm trying to put on my background although yeah, keep I'm watching this videos. back
0: and forth it's, battle it's, this is oh, this I, is I, I
5: got I got the picture and zoom just will not accept what I'm trying to put up here so I'm like mm,
2: mm-hmm.
5: yes I have opinions
2: <laughs> yeah. um, yes. uh
5: it was uh, it was cool um it was uh so the whole thing took like... I had like two weeks of warning maybe uh, going into it. Um, the Netflix people were, were super, super fantastic. They were really helpful. Um, they only, they made very few demands and a couple of things they wanted. I straight up was like, wizards won't let me do that. You yeah. can ask, but they're going <laughs> to say no. Um, so like um, like they'd ask, can we set the game in the modern world? And I was like, probably not, but <laughs> you know um, so that's why I came up with Hawk's End as a compromise. Yeah. Um, two of them had never played ever. Okay. Um. And I had about 15 minutes to teach them the game before we started. Oh uh, wow! But, oh, no. But that was the first time they'd seen each other since they shot the show. So they were all like, "Hey, what's up? How you been? Good to see you." And I was like, "Cool. Stop talking, because I got to explain Dungeons and Dragons to Um. So, but but I didn't I didn't mind kind of hand holding them through this. But I told the producers ahead of time because I was trying to get uh, a session zero with them. Didn't work out because everybody's schedules, but I explained to him, I was like, look, I don't mind explaining literally everything. I'll explain Magic Missile, I'll explain channeling, I'll, I'll do any of that. Because if you guys have a question, somebody in the audience is going to have a question too. The problem is, we had exactly two hours, and this was at the mm-hmm. end of the day. So it was like, we had a very hard out. And I was like, if I do that one time, two times, that's two minutes. If I do it 10 times or 15 times, that's 15 or 20 minutes of the show that I'm having mm-hmm. to explain mm-hmm. things. But um, it, it, overall, I mean, it was fine. And you can kind of see one by one when they all get it, when the when the light switches on in their head, like when Joe got that crit and got up and ran around on the set. Um, that was cool. Um, the, the kids are great. Uh, Gayton is like a, a human ray of sunshine. Like if a hug was a person, that is him. He is just uh, a wonderful person. That makes me really happy <laughs> um, here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, one of the things that was funny is I'd asked them in advance, I was like, make sure you have a dice cam because somebody's gonna roll a clutch 20 or something and you're gonna wanna capture that. So, which they had. So I was planning the whole thing and setting it all up for Priya to land the killing blow on, Vec- on Vecna because in their game in the show, she lands the killing blow on Vecna. Right. So the only time I intervened in the entire games, I dropped three of them into death saves. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, okay, Time out, pause for a second. This is what you should do. You should raise her up. You should mark him with a path to the grave. And when you attack, when you roll, tell me you get a natural 20. And the reason why I did that is I didn't want to set up this big epic scene for her, have her roll and get a one and be like, guess Vecna kills you all, womp womp. Thank everybody for tuning in. So we we, we go back in, they do that. Everything else had been completely up to them. This is the only time I gave them a tip. and. She rolls and actually gets the twenty, and that's why everybody reacts the yes. way they did. They're like, "She oh did God. it! She really did it!" And that's why, like, I stand up and I'm like, "Holy shit, she did!" <laughs> and so it's funny because in the comments, I very rarely read the comments anymore because I've been on the internet. Uh, but that's but fair. Mm-hmm. The comments were. Pretty unilaterally positive, which made me feel good. But so many people were like, they faked that. And I was like, we really didn't. (laughs) And I'm saying this because I would have, and we didn't. It actually happened. I tried, but it
2: didn't. You know,
3: the dice beat me to it.
5: That's true. Yeah. The dice (laughs) had their own story to tell this time. So yeah, Yeah. that's, that's, that's how it went. That's so
1: great. It sounds like it was a really, really cool experience. Oh, that sounds
5: amazing. Oh yeah. So it was a lot of fun. A whole lot of fun. Uh, I I, I was, I was very happy to get
3: to do it. I love, I love the beginning of that where it's just like, Hey, nice to meet everyone. So we're going to learn to play dungeons. Oh, you guys are talking. Okay. Oh, Oh, you had a great summer. You know what else is great about summer? Heek. And you can take yeah. heat from heat traps. So let me tell you about those. Um, <laughs> no, okay. Well,
5: <laughs> scorching ray causes heat. I'd I'd made uh, I'd I'd made pre generated characters for them. Um, so I made all those characters. I even made Lady Applejack. Um, oh but what was God, wild yes. is, is in, in the four in the four seasons of the show, they're always playing, but surprisingly little detail is ever given about their characters or what they're playing. So I, I straight up asked Netflix. I was like Tell me what it is, and they went and like scoured even through the scripts and talked to the freaking duffers, and even they're all like, "No," you know, <laughs> they're playing D and D's. I was like, "Cool, cool, 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 cool,
0: great." So yeah, what you cre- So mm-hmm. what you created is is canon, yeah, canon now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. There it is. There uh, it is. That's that's what that's they played. Awesome. That's true. I yep. love Perfect. In mm-hmm. First edition, where none of those rules existed. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, right. I mean, I'm it's pretty canon sure by now, the they were playing AD and D. So that, does that create a time paradox then? Because if 5th edition is 1st edition, that would...
4: They're playing I mean, they're playing 6th edition. They're getting the beta test again. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, that's 70,
5: 75th century, that is it, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to jump to a, an Ask My Question next. So this cool. one comes in from the Ink Den. And uh, the question is, what is your favorite TTRPG when you technically broke rules as written, but didn't care because it was fun? You know, rule of cool.
4: Oh, wait. I have this one. Okay. Chris, you did this to me. Oh? First time we were playing. I broke a rule? Yes, you broke a rule. <laughs> yeah, I, so Chris Chris, had, Chris and I have known each other for uh, you know, a very long time. Oh, this one. <laughs> yeah, well, so, first, so oh, first, time,
2: one. <laughs> first
4: time we are ever, 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 ever playing. Like, this is my second time playing, you know, TTRPGs in general. Uh, I'm playing a wizard, you know, as obviously as any new player should do with all the rules and everything. Great great job in for Second first part.
2: edition by the way. In second
4: edition. First, it's second edition. In second edition. Uh we are traversing in the dungeon. We've got our rogue opens the door, sees a bunch of cold bolts, and pretty much, you know, we everyone else goes in and she closes the door behind us. Uh, played the basically chaotic evil. And we did not do well against a bunch of kobolds. And I had was burning my spells left and right, not doing a lot. I eventually just started hitting them with a stick and it was doing more damage. And then there were a bunch of kobolds and Chris goes, okay, I'm going to let you have one more spell. So I had burned all my spell slots. So this is the rules is written. I could not do this. But he says, I will let you have one more spell. I will let it, but I am picking the spell and it is burning hands. And I walk in and there were, what, five, six there kobolds? There
0: 14 kobolds because they triggered two or three rooms all at once because, you know, we're going to run away. Not out, not out the door we came, but into another room. We're dumb. Which, which is clearly, we're going deeper into the den. There's not going to be any enemies there, of course.
4: We're dumb. So you so guys, okay. So I Dude. walk in. Yep, I walk in and I go, okay. I I do burning hands. I just like did like this and fricasseed. What it
0: was fourteen? It was like uh, 14 all fourteen.
4: Mm-hmm. There
0: were a few alive because they knocked me out right afterwards. Oh, uh, like probably like <laughs> thirteen then. Like you yeah. got most of them. It, it,
4: I got it, most of them, but that was that was the wait. I I wasn't allowed to do that because I didn't because it was explained afterwards. Like oh, you didn't have the spell slots to do that. You know, at the yeah. time and all that fun stuff. But yeah. That was I, probably the moment that I was like, "Oh, this is actually fun."
0: I'm gonna say I thought you were going to talk about the time that you made a god. Oh yeah, no, I can let you talk about that because <laughs> it was your fault. It's it was 2 a.m. It's not my fault that you literally rules lawyered me with dice rolling. Well, now you have to talk about it. So it's senior year <laughs> of college. We are. It's him, my now wife, uh, a friend that we're no longer friends with, and like one other person. It's 2 a.m. and Finals are coming up. Like, we're cramming for finals. We need something to distract us. I'm like, okay, well, we'll do a barbarian campaign. I'll make this barbarian class. It'll be completely broken. You'll be able to raid, pillage, and event all your frustrations. Patrick goes, Can I make a character that's super strong? I'm like, You know what? Take these 8d6. If you can get sixes on all of them, I'll give you the super score strength. I look away. And because I didn't specifically say the word roll all sixes, you just Mm -hmm. have to put six on each of that. He puts six on the palms of his hands. Clubs it, shake, shake, shake like Yahtzee. Puts it face down and says, "I rolled." I'm just like, I technically didn't say roll, did I? I'm just like, nope. I'm like, okay. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so if anyone knows, if anyone knows from Discount Dungeons, my my old character Tudak, his his gods, the
0: twins, uh, Nargo, was that character. character. But and, the, m- yeah. the moment I want to talk about was something in uh, campaign two of Discount Dungeons. Um, Our character is going back. She's a super archmage. She's forgotten her memories, lost all of her powers. But she goes back to her home, which is one of her lairs. And it's been taken over by a lich. And she goes, I want to steal my lair back from this lich. I want to steal that back. Now, there's no mechanics for that in any system ever created. I'm like, okay, you know what? Fine. Roll an arcana check. I don't even give a DC because I'm just like, roll it. It doesn't matter. Nat 20. I'm like, I guess I'm making up rules on the spot then. (laughs) It was such an amazing moment because like they all just react really good. And yeah, I think that was my favorite moment breaking rules. Because I had to make them. So I guess I definitely didn't break them. I'm not really sure how that works. I think an, an important thing to keep track of, especially when you're starting
5: out, is that the rules exist to facilitate the story, not mm-hmm. the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um nobody ever is gonna have a good time when you are like, No, you can't do that. Um but the flip, the flip side of that, though, is for the most part, the rules exist for a reason. So usually when, when I run into this, I'll be like, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? What is it that you're trying to do? And let me help you figure out a way to do it. But, um, you know, it, it, since we already brought up the Stranger Things, I mean, like, like what, I, what I did at the end of that, where it's like technically Lady Applejack was dead when her turn came in initiative. But I'm like, you know what? You can still go. You know what I mean? Uh, this is a, a divine intervention is taking place right now. Roll three times and, you know, see see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, whatever is ultimately going to make the people feel good, because what they'll remember is times like that. You're telling this story years later about having a god character. You could have just been like, no, and then it just would have been another sheet on the pile of history. So, yeah, it's... uh, give, Do anything within your power to give people a chance to do something cool and to feel powerful again within reason within Mm. reason so yeah
3: yeah i'm gonna uh i'm gonna completely blow everybody's mind who's ever seen me on this show again uh, you know, on, on the show before, and I am going to speak of a system that has never been talked about before, which is Aether and Steamworks.
1: Never um, ever. And we definitely never, did ever. not just have a stream of that before this yeah. one.
3: No, 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 not at all. So no one knows about this mystery <laughs> system. Um, but yeah, I think Rule of Cool is about 80% of my characters uh, on Aether and Steamworks because I actively do my best to break ties games when I can. So um, especially because he <clears throat> I had my first full campaign with him and then we were all looking at different characters for another campaign and he was like, hey, I'm going to create this class and I want you to test it out. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, sure, but I got you. No problem. <laughs> so it was a Brewster. And for anyone that has, uh, that watched it recently, saw him, I, I made another guest appearance on the show with my Brewster, and he makes potions, and random sh- happens with these potions. So I'm going to pause you
1: for two seconds, and uh, just let you know that the creator of Aether and Steamworks is currently in chat, so...
3: <laughs> I don't hey. care about him. Hey. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> no, but yeah, so... I went and I was like, all right, cool. I'll play this turtle that makes potions and it's crazy, sure. And it was literally just, hey, Ty, I want to throw a potion at me and I'm going to throw a potion at someone else. And he was like, uh, sure, all right. And just like 10 minutes later, after I, this is probably about 15 minutes into the game when I started with this character. And I was just some horrible aberration of, like, I was covered in hair had saber teeth, Uh, one of my hands was a bone knife and there was a tentacle coming out of my chest and I had uh, thrown a potion at somebody else and they could only speak in jive for the rest of the day. And like, it just all, like, Ty could have just been like, all right, all right, come on, all right, that's, that's enough potions. But like, by going with it and being like, yeah, no, fine, let's roll with it. It turned into one of the most insane battles I've been in <clears throat> and then the the one I just uh, guest starred on last week, I ended up, like, they, the the crew was about to get attacked out of nowhere. They they missed their, uh, like, they, they didn't see the ship coming. And by just throwing potions I had together, instead of, like, going through the turns and making, you know, spending, like, four turns getting all these potions together, I was like, I, I got a bunch of potions or a couple potions ready, right? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, cool boom, just throw them all on me. I ended up like rocketing myself from one ship to another and then completely freezing that ship because of the side effects from the potions. And it just, everybody was like, all right, we're in for a fight. We're in for a, oh, okay. Well, damn. Um <laughs> So that's over now. Uh, I guess we're not dead. Cool. All right. That's that's the yeah.
5: plot of the second episode of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Like that's yeah. exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I oh.
4: just I just have to say, Harry Harry Turtle with the bone knife is definitely the name of my ZZ Top cover band.
6: They sure. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like what Dave said. It's like it's you guys are talking about these stories, and D and D in my experience is like sixty percent about the war stories that you guys can like talk about together. We can all just like look back at these awesome fucking moments that we all had at the table where the big bad guy was doing probably stuff that was breaking the rules we were doing stuff that was breaking the rules but it all culminated in this amazing moment that you know a decade later we're still talking about like we were really there so i mean i think that's like the best thing about the rule of cool which i know a lot of people hate and you know some people love but the best thing about that is you do get to have that shared moment with these people and it is like this this real thing that happened.
5: Yeah, very true. Mm -hmm. I think a a, a tremendous pet peeve of mine on both sides of the screen, but less when I'm telling the story because I can control it, is letting the enemy die at a narratively appropriate moment. Like, if they do something super cool... And hit a natural 20 with their Vorpal sword to cut off the the monster's head. But on your page, it's still got 15 hit points left. Let them cut its head off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, let them have that. It's close enough. You know? Yeah. Close enough. Yeah.
6: And as a player, too, like, i enjoy it when i but i obviously we all know the mechanics backwards and forwards most of us here you know and i create for it so i, I know them pretty well so i have, can i will know if the bad guys doing something. maybe it's a little bit against the rules but it's great for the story it's great for the moment and i don't mind you know what i mean it's that it's the give and take for me mm-hmm. it's all about the story and being in that moment and so i i love when the rule pools applied against me too it's just fucking rad
2: mm-hmm. yep. cool <laughs>
0: I want to say my my villains are definitely a lot more lawful than my player characters when it comes to obeying the core rules of the system. <laughs>
4: uh. Just gotta start handing them off to me more.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that it'll take four months for the arc to complete.
4: Touché. Touché. <laughs>
1: Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, we have another ask my question next. Um, this one specifically is for Dave, and uh, but everybody else can chime in as well. Uh, if someone has a load of experience in playing and running tabletop, what advice would you give them if they're trying to move into streaming games?
5: I'm actually working on some like Masterclass style content about this exact thing there right now. <laughs> um, the simplest answer is start streaming. Uh, when, you say, when you're playing, you get your friends together, turn on a camera and start putting content up. Uh, you don't have to spend a fortune on like a technical setup. The most important thing is the sound um, consistently because most people mom watch this stuff. They're very rarely sitting there looking at the screen the entire time they're listening to it. So you, the only really expensive thing you need to spend is for a blue Yeti mic, which is like 200 bucks. Get yourself like a 4K Logitech webcam, that's like 200 bucks. I'm pointing at this, like, that's what this is. I assure you it isn't, um, <laughs> but, um, you know, and then that's really all you need to go. Um, I think that you also, I think if you haven't been streaming up until now, or even if you have, but aren't necessarily like seeing the results that you want to get, i say two things. When this medium works at its best, the person watching or listening feels like they are at a table with their friends. Uh, You have to accomplish both of those things, the table that they want to be at and are at. Um, The second thing is don't necessarily stress about the numbers. Uh, I read this years ago in one of Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, books, I think it was Crush It, where he was saying that it's like if three people are watching your video and you're sad about that, but then you find out those three people are Oprah, Steven Spielberg, and George (laughs) Lucas, you'd be happy about it. Even in, in keeping things in perspective too, where you're like, oh, I've only got a couple hundred followers or only like 50 people are watching. If 50 people showed up at your house for a thing you were doing, that would be a monstrously successful party. So uh, mm-hmm. just keep in mind what success even looks like. So, uh, And I guess the last thing I would say, because obviously I could talk for hours just about this, was make sure you enjoy the process. Uh, make sure that you're having fun with it, that the people at your table are having fun with it, that you're still enjoying the game because it's going to take time to make it however you define that. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're like constantly worried about like, oh, we're not at this point or we're not getting as many views as these people, you'll just stress yourself out for nothing. Just keep trying to make the uh, the best content that you can. And when the money finally starts to come, reinvest it, get better stuff, better equipment, Raise the production value, and there you go.
1: That's almost word for word exactly what I did hey. when I got into streaming. Was I focused on my audio setup first? Everything came after, and uh, as time went on, uh, invested slowly in better stuff. So you I mean, sound
0: like butter.
2: That's exactly <laughs>
0: what like um, discount did. Like we invest since we started off as a podcast before we moved on to Twitch. We invested in a mixer, uh, multiple mics because we at the time had no real place to record except for my very vaulted um, dining room, (laughs) which made lots of interesting echoes until we learned how to edit those out. And that's another point. You have to choose the medium of content that fits with the time investment you're willing to do. Like if you want to do a pristine audio podcast, expect to be editing that at least three times, four times the actual length of the audio once you consider uh, sound design and things like that that go into it. So really consider the time investment you want to put in. And I'm not saying like Switch doesn't have its own time. It really does. You have to make sure you have the proper uh, connection to the internet to do that. That happened to me a few times where if internet decided to go, you're not going to get even one meg up, So our thing would just be a frozen image. Um, so it's keeping track and making sure all the moving parts are moving as they should be moving. And it can be really hard to catch that sometimes, especially when you're in the moment. Like, if you're DMing or you're playing really into a role scene, you're not going to know if uh, the internet decided to cut out on you. Because uh, Pico decided to start doing work at 10 p.m. because that was the only time they could get the to do it.
1: Um, not that
0: we're complaining about our local electrical company. No, any capacity. Absolutely not. <laughs>
1: Uh, there's a couple of points in chat, too, that I just want to call out. Um, Ty, RFKS, says, uh, focusing entirely on the metrics is the fastest route to burning out. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely not mm-hmm. wrong there. Um, you should still be having fun and playing with your friends. If you make it a job, it the passion might die. Um, And then Zeal Zaddy also said, I made the mistake of not testing my setup enough. Audio was shit on the first three weeks of streaming. Embarrassed, but now I check it more frequently. Um, And that was actually a conversation that I just had with um, T.T. Benjamin of the Lawful Great Adventures podcast. He was saying the same thing, like, don't make your first stream your audio setup or your first podcast your audio setup test Mm -hmm. that stuff beforehand um there is a way i won't get into it right now there is a way like if you're going to be streaming on twitch that you can essentially do like a ghost stream that doesn't go public to everybody but you can test all of that stuff and make sure that it's all working so look into all of
5: that stuff and know that it's going to break Like I've been, I've been part of streams that were a laptop and a microphone. I've been a part of literally multi-million-dollar setups. And stuff breaks. It's Mm. just going to. So
0: prepare yourself. (laughs) Well, it's like
1: we all say: it's not a stream if something doesn't break.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, and and that's another good point. Um, If something breaks, like it happened to Discount, our mixer burned out in the middle of recording. And we didn't catch the issue so we re-recorded it you know when to uh draw the line on producing something like if it's just not working and you've burnt out like part of the fun you said is that your friends are at the table you got that moment that magistrate it's really hard to recreate something that happened again because you can't hit the same beats perfectly because you're you have that sense of anticipation like i need to do this i need to do this and then you skip a beat and it's not as natural and it's more stilted. and It doesn't come out the way you want and you get second guessing yourself. So like, no one to call something a loss and move on. Mm. Um, there's a reason there are lost episodes or people take a week off because their stream is just isn't working and they call something wrong. So like, no one to say this cost is sunk. Cut your loss and repair it. Move on, etc. I had something similar happened when we started doing invitation to party on
5: G four. We did a lot of rehearsals because none of them played D and D. Well, if he did, uh, but none of the others played at all. So um, we would actually play through the scenarios in advance, and that was one of eh, just the first couple of episodes. Um, but that was one of the things I had to keep um, uh, driving home for them is like, do not try to recreate that moment. Don't try to be like, and that is what she said. (laughs) You know, I'm like, if the moment comes about organically, take it, but take this more as opportunities to just learn more about your characters. Cause if you try and force something, just in general, if you try and force something, it will not work. The audience will know and it will fall
4: completely flat. Absolutely. Yep. And and I think it's kind of important because a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is obviously the setup side and the, it's obviously very important. You do also have, we also have to, you know, factor in like Davis starting to talk about that human factor. You know, we've got some people as you know, never been on a stream before. You know, if you're, if you're trying to get them to start out, someone who's been DMing for 20 years, been on a stream, they have that certain, you know, like mindset. Sometimes it, it doesn't always translate well to a, you know, streaming kind of uh setup mindset kind of thing so mm-hmm. there's going to be that learning curve in that so and i think that's to luna's point you know maybe you have those ghost streams you you open it up or like a private kind of thing have a couple of people that you know like they listen in from the other side and, and they can give you advice they can give you feedback that you know you can take to heart and hopefully maybe kind of adjust to better suit the the Twitch or mm-hmm. streaming service mindset. I don't want to call something out specifically. Yeah.
1: I think, too, um, you want to make sure that everybody that's at your table is really on board with being on camera or being recorded. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. They might go along with it because they're like, okay, well, that's what the rest of the table wants to do. But if somebody at the table isn't on board with streaming or recording or something like that, It's going to ruin the vibe at the table for everybody and Mm -hmm. not necessarily because they're trying to be, I don't want to say they're being a downer, but you know, but not necessarily because they're trying to ruin the vibe, but because they're just not having as much fun as they probably were before. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's a really serious conversation to have with people and that it's also okay if somebody wants to walk away from the streaming or production piece of it, because it's hard. It's a lot of work. It's, you know, it's sitting in front of a camera or sitting in front of a microphone or both you know, for several hours and and sort of having to be on. Um, The thing too with live streaming a game is you can't really like in a podcast when there's dead air you can edit out the dead air when uh-huh. you're streaming a game and there's dead air it's just a bunch of people staring at a camera not saying anything and that's just awkward <laughs> you know like that's when the radio manager is calling the station going "Ah, uh, dead air dead air you know um so you want to make sure that everybody's on board with all of that stuff
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty much I I don't have anything new to add just pretty much reiterating everything everyone else said because they all touched on it is uh, just do some research make sure you have an idea of what you're getting into like don't just it's not all sugar coated so if you see someone talking about it's great streaming is this and this and everyone has fun they're lying and you're going to be real (laughs) disappointed when you hit the truth Um, it is stressful It is frustrating and you will be staring at your screen, staring at that go live button going, why, why, why should I even, you know, at least once in your entire career. So just be prepared for it and understand that everyone goes through it. Keep trucking if it's what you want to do. Again, like they said, make sure that that you understand things are going to break. You have uh that that support system to give you you know tips and tricks and uh ideas of what to do to improve your stream and yeah just be ready because the people you play with at home not all of them are gonna uh work on screen yeah it's just not gonna happen there's a lot of people you may have played with somebody 10 years and it's a blast but they get on screen and they leave lots of dead air or they're just uh you know, because it's, it's a lot different from, you know, you you have to be aware of a lot more. Yeah. So especially because there is such a vast expanse of people you're going to interact with, you can't just a uh, small circle of friends jokes with everybody because a lot of people may not understand, may take it the wrong way. Everything goes to hell from there. So you have to understand that. And some people are just too set in their comfort zone. And they don't want to change just for a stream or something so you got to make those choices sometimes you know billy's got to sit back and not play on stream with you it's just you got to understand these things happen
2: yeah and
3: it's just all a part of the uh the beauty of it and let me take oh no please no sorry go ahead
6: no i'm not i'm not a streamer at all i was just gonna add as the only non-streamer here as a consumer of streams people are a lot more forgiving than than you probably are yourself. Like if you have a rough episode, the people who are watching, as long as your story's good, as long as you guys are into it, as long as you you know, you're still there, the people who are watching it are gonna keep watching it. They're gonna they're gonna understand you're gonna have a couple of bumps in the road. They're gonna understand, you know, that you're still trying to get your legs under you if it's a new one. I mean, there's audiences of people that love just being on board episode one and going forward and knowing, you know, hey, I made it through their crappy production season and it was awesome. And now I'm here and they're, you know, all shiny and practice and stuff. But yeah, just and even if there's someone that watches it and they're like, uh, I, I'm not into this. Every episode is somebody's first episode. And, you know, you, that can be used as like mm-hmm. to remind yourself that, you know, I got to make sure this is welcoming to new viewers. But it's also a good reminder to know, hey, we're going to have people who aren't going to know that we fucked up episode two. They're not going to know that we, you know, things went sideways on episode 15. Every episode is a new chance to start over. And as long as you guys are bringing the energy to the story that you love, people are going to come and watch it.
5: Yeah, also, two just very general things that apply across the board. Um, if you make a mistake, people don't know you made a mistake unless you tell them. That's just a performing <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. Just just keep going. I mean, obviously, if the sound cuts out, what can you do? But I mean, otherwise, if, if you flub a line or miss a plot point or something, people don't know it's wrong unless you tell them. Second thing, and this is was to, to B's point a second ago, is you're not a family, you're a team. Uh, and run flaming in the other direction from anyone who tells you it's a family because 100% of the time that I've gotten, we're a family. Somebody was about to try and screw us over on something. It it (laughs) never fails. Never fails. Yeah. So, but when you look at it that way, teams trade players and players trade teams and nobody gets no, there's no hard feelings involved. So I, um, I
1: have to laugh at that because literally that's what happened on the, so this, this stream tales from the tavern, this is its third channel that it's been on. I kid you not the very last stream on the first channel it was on, uh, the channel owner came on at the end of it and was like, yeah, we're such a family and everything here is so great and blah, blah, blah. And boom, two days later, he shut the channel down. <laughs> So, it was like, well, 100%
5: of the time, mm-hmm. if they were about to ask something to my detriment. So, yeah. Mm-mm.
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh god. I yeah, I have to laugh at that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, let's see. We're, we're going to get into some of the other questions that we have. This one comes from Nicola the Druid, and um, Nicola would like to know, uh, we ask this every week, but just so we know, what is your favorite non-D&D TTRPG?
5: Battle Lords of the 23rd Century. Well, okay. That was quick. Yeah, <laughs> that was right? fast. I love that game so much. Everybody expects me to say Vampire. Battlelords Lords of the 23rd Century. My favorite game of all time. I'm gonna have to go it's with like, dread. It's like it's like aliens meets uh, the
0: Fifth Element. It's wonderful. Element.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, you, ha- you have my interest. You ha- you've definitely piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with dread as my favorite. It's kind of loose in the TTRG sense, but like it is definitely my favorite because just how light and chaotic it is.
2: Uh, mean, uh, you mean, mean, is it? Wait, wait hang, you hang, wait, hang,
5: wait, hang on. I don't mean to interrupt. You just described dread as light. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, rules wise. Rules wise. Oh, okay. Wise. Yeah. Right. It's, no, no. It's, it's not like.
5: Story if, new. If, <laughs> the
0: dread is.
5: If, if, for those of you that don't know, Dread, you, you play with a legally distinct, not at all Jenga Tower. And uh, when you make decisions, you take blocks away from the legally distinct, not at all and Jenga the, Tower. And when it falls, your character dies. Um. I did a game at Gen Con in 2018 uh, that Ivan Van Norman ran. It was me, Mark Mirren, and Bonnie Gordon. And we were playing a dark Three Little Pigs skin. So it was like, a, we were the Three Little Pigs. And there was a, a huge tower. It was like four feet tall. And just when the lights went off and they shine the light on the tower, it was so instantly stressful. Because what ends up happening is as you start pull, making your pulls, you're not now thinking about just trying to survive but can you make sure you leave the tower intact for the next person so you're trying to play jenga like three or four moves ahead and it is just like
2: oh no
0: <sighs> so,
4: it's fun, it's so so fun. so so, so i ran the game for chris and the discount group and uh we did what aliens a la Terminator kind of all mashup stuff. I pretty much just was making up on the fly after a while. But uh, I was playing with a bunch of legally non-distinct not totally not Jenga Tower masters. (laughs) And I just after a while like, you know what? No, pick five times because I need this thing to (laughs) fall.
0: Damn it. Yeah, we were at like the end of the story. We were supposed to start dying and we had like half the tower on a single block. And we just kept building on top of it. it was like, okay, you're going to go. And I'm like, boom, 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 three. And it was just like, I I think we actually- Two more. Up- <laughs> <laughs> we just, uh, not- I think someone sacrificed and knocked down the tower because it was just, like, we can't keep going. But like, there were, if there was like, that God draw from Yu-Gi-Oh video games, that was us with this Jenga tower, ta- this legally distinct Jenga tower. <laughs> yeah. But-
5: Sorry, Jess, you were mentioning mutants and masterminds.
6: I was mentioning mutants and masterminds, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know if it's my favorite system necessarily, but I definitely like. Going back to, like, gaming war stories, like Mutants and Masterminds, we've run some fantastic stories through that, and I'm a huge fucking comic book nerd, so absolutely love me some Mutants and Masterminds.
3: Uh, I would have to say uh, it's between two, and one of them is uh, very selfish. Uh, so the two would be uh, Aether and Steamworks, yes, because I, I love that system to death, mm-hmm. and the other one doesn't have a name for it, because i am currently still writing it but it is my uh pokemon system that is like a sister system to aether and steamworks it takes a lot of uh elements from that and it started out as just pokemon on aether and steamworks but it's slowly starting to mold its way to its own system and it's just i mean i love it i i it's my baby but yeah, Aether and Steamworks, because it's just, as everyone else who, who explains it to other people, Aether and Steamworks is just, oops, all wild magic. That's 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 the game.
1: That sounds about like, right, yeah.
3: Yeah, like it's just wild magic, ever, like Oprah, just, you get wild magic, you get wild magic, you get wild <laughs> magic. And it's just, I love chaos, and it is chaos with a
4: capital C, and I love it. Well, you've got two. I've I've only gotten it down to three. So that's, that's, I don't know if I'm one-upping or one-downing. So I guess my three are Dread. Just, it was so much fun to do that. Um, Quest RPG is such an incredible game. I've gotten to play it a few times. I've actually got to run that for family members as an introduction to RPGs, which was a lot of fun. Um, and then the last one is Locus. Uh, Locus is a horror RPG is a, about uh, facing like psychological internal horrors. Uh, I had the opportunity to play with one of the creators uh, running the game. Oh my God, I will never look at any kind of like kids TV like game show in the same way ever again. This was like Legends of the Hidden Temple in hell. Oh wow. I loved every second of it, but it was so terrifying. Nice.
2: Seems so
4: yeah, no, no. Locus. Locus is incredible.
1: Um I had one of the creators on this stream actually shortly after Locus was on Kickstarter. And mm-hmm. um it sounds re- I I have the game. I just haven't had the opportunity to play it yet, but it sounds really cool. Um I always I always laugh because I'm always like, yeah, I'm not really a horror thing. And then like I'm like, yeah, I really want to play Locust, and I really want to play Ten Candles. And, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and, uh, same here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Mothership, I really love Mothership. Like, they're all horror games. So I'm like, I need to seriously do some self-reflection <laughs> on, on my relationship with
3: horror, I think. So see, now y'all are talking about all these different games. Now I got to add... Uh, <laughs> Ten candles because I love that game. That game ten is, candles is amazing. You want know, to you want to machine gun somebody with some feels, you throw some ten candles on, and that is amazing. Another one is uh roll for shoes. I was actually just talking about it earlier. Roll for shoes is one of the best games I have, just it's amazing. And there's no setup. I could just right now, hands down, y'all want to play? Boom, we can play. It takes five minutes to explain, and then it's just ah uh, anything it anything can happen, and it's it's fantastic and no matter what you do or try no two games will be the same and you can use the same setting the same mission the same everything and i guarantee you no two games will be the same i'd like the record to show that uh i stuck to one even though i'm known
5: for two games in lead developing a third game and didn't mention that
4: well not Thank all you.
3: of us have the resolve you have <laughs> all right yeah.
5: maybe I uh, i'm sorry elements.
4: did, did i not yeah. i'm sorry maybe i didn't mention before i'm an agent of chaos
2: come on
5: you <laughs> tin candles uh i've played it and it is not my thing tin candles would work for me if one person lived like, the, the futility of it makes it pointless to me. Because people are like, well, you're going to die. That's what gives it meaning. I'm like, no, I have actual existence. For to give
3: meaning. I don't need it in a game. Yeah, so. Well, that's just so beautiful about it. Like, it just, oh, oh. But I get it. I get it.
5: Yep. Yep. and and, and every time i make that argument that one person should live people are like well then everybody would compete to survive i'm like i don't think that's what would happen at all they start fighting that much harder to save each other that is when you're going to get like real moments out of it and then the last person standing ah come on yeah but
6: that's a beautiful story
2: Mm mm-hmm
5: Mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> so it's, it's i'm actually, just saying it's, try
5: do try it at home kids
6: it's really funny
1: that you mentioned so I, it is a well known fact with the regular viewers here that i don't dm i just don't my first experience with it was so bad it turned me off from it ever again i am planning to run a 10 candles game in october
2: Hey. Um, because
1: I'm planning to do it uh, for a friend of mine's birthday. She was one of the first people that was like, "Yeah, I'd play that with you," but she lives in another state, and so we were like, "Oh, we'll do it for your birthday. It'll be fun." And um, so now you're like, you know, Dave, as you're talking about like uh, some one person she live. I'm like, oh, maybe I could flavor it that way now. So.
5: Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, there, there, there is definitely something compelling about the way the game is laid out. Because obviously, a lot of people love it. I've just, I feel like it would be. <laughs> I just saw the way he changed his. <laughs>
0: This silent <laughs> battle has been going on all night. So much. I sit, I, I've, been, I've been sitting. There, this is I'm this gonna, is this uh, is better uh, candy.
2: I'm going to pull the curtain to the back. The
1: podcast version of this, when we release it in podcast, <laughs> you need to go find the VOD on YouTube Just, because there is a fantastic <laughs> background battle going on it, with these and Dave right now. It's, I, it's, I, it's, I'm going to pull back battle.
5: The curtain. It's, it's not a
3: battle. It's so much like you know, like Olympic ballroom dancing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, right. yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you. Right now, I have had to go open up the VOD for this stream and listen back to two questions because I was so seriously <laughs> trying to get a picture loaded for this, this exchange of wit. That I, I'm, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting, the sitting there going, like, should I
4: just like pull up memes on my on my phone and just put that in front for my face the entire time? Because hey, then you won't have to see this. So it's a win there.
3: Well, see that see, that's what we want the face and the fun. It's true. Exactly. True. You got to serve it all. Yeah.
1: Uh, all right. Well, we're at a great place to pause and take a break. Um, so we are going to do that right now. Uh, this gives you guys a great chance. We're going to show a quick little video about extra life. If you are not familiar with extra life, this tells you a little about who they are and what they do. This is Molly. If you don't know Molly, say hi to Molly. Um, she's looking for more cat treats and, uh,
5: and I may redeem some points. Donate risk. <laughs> donate for the cat treats.
1: Um, And uh, so, yeah, if you haven't had a chance to donate to uh, Extra Life, please feel free to uh, watch the video. Um, Think about maybe doing that right now. We've got another $50 donation in tonight. um, So that is fantastic. Thank you guys so much. And, um, yeah, we will be back in just a little bit. And uh, we will see you after the
2: break.
0: (laughs) So my why to help kids health at KU Pediatrics is because of my cousin Teague. She uh, has been battling cancer for... Uh, a few years now and she's six and uh, I just can't wait till she becomes this amazing incredible individual as an adult and has gone through that thanks to the support of people like you (laughs)
2: <laughs> you are so freaking silly dude.
4: To the Extra Life Committee, thank you so much for helping kids like me treated at the IWK Health Center and CMN Hospitals.
1: Since 2008, Extra Lifers have raised millions of dollars. To help kids
4: treated at 170 children's hospitals in the US and Canada. Those ones go directly to the hospital.
1: It was my seventh year, so about seven years ago, he was like, oh, you should you should do this, the good cause games for 24 hours and and that's pretty much like the first time I ever streamed my entire life um, and I was only doing it for extra life but also like I to Seattle Children's Hospital when I was in high school when I did extra life that's I chose to support Seattle Children's because how great they are they're really good to, for the kids
4: Last race, a lot of money for Blair Batson!
0: My favorite part of my children's hospital is the amazing staff that work there. change kids health means to fundraise by playing video games or tabletop games for these kids that are like not having the best time of their lives right now they're you know they're having quite scary diseases scary illnesses some of them more rare than others and we just do everything we can
6: to help fundraise
1: i am bringing us back live now i i (laughs) this I saw somebody in chat say, I can only imagine the conversation that's happening in the green room. You don't You don't want,
4: want to. <laughs> no, you absolutely want to. We're never going to tell. Yeah. It's true. Let's just <laughs> say t- it involves uh,
1: tearaway pants and nudity. Yeah. Nudity. <laughs>
4: ice luching. Mm-hmm. But naked ice luching. Wait, no, we can't. We can't talk about much more because there might be NDAs
0: involved. Right. Exactly.
4: <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. right. Exactly. We did just time this, didn't
0: we? Yes.
1: Um, so, we had a few new people I saw jump in and join us uh, during the break. So, just really quick while, uh, while we're jumping back in, um, basically, the way that this stream works is all of our questions come from uh, people in chat. So, please feel free to drop your questions right into chat. Um, and uh, moderators will make sure that we get them. We do have questions already lined up. So, we're going to uh, dive back in with the ones that came in before the break. So, hopefully, we'll have a chance to get through all of them. If we don't, um we'll do our best but i can't make any promises so
5: we can always uh, lightning round lightning round
2: round. round.
1: (laughs) so let's see so the next question that we have uh let's see comes in from um david tilstra david tilstra would like to know when was the moment you realized you fell in love with ttrpgs
0: i have to abstain
4: Yeah, it was hammered into you by from birth. So. Yeah, I would say,
0: like, there's not a specific moment. It's more like a long, inevitable line of it helping me learn to read, so.
5: See, when you said that, the first place my mind went is you were like, I still don't love this shit. <laughs>
3: that's, exactly, that's exactly where I went. I was just like, that's, no, that, that's my secret. <laughs> I always hate
5: it. Gangster, <laughs>
3: you know what I mean? He, like, just stares into the camera. Like, I just want all my players to know.
0: I still haven't found the love. Oh, my players go out of the way to make me miserable or break me in some capacity, be it make me facepalm, make me laugh during a very serious scene, or just make me have to sit there and ponder how rules interact for about a good 20 minutes. So my players will go out of their way to make me uh, die a little. So you're not 100% off, but no, like I have a deep love of fantasy since as long as I can remember. So it's like a specific time. It was just always kind of a nebulous there thing for me
6: i know the moment that i fell in love with TTRPGs, actually um i had played DD off and on when i was growing up like when i was around 15 or 16 but we really didn't know what the hell we were doing we were playing kind of like a board game more than we were doing anything else and um when i moved to college i started going to this game store and keith was there my my partner and um he, I, he ran a game and it was like a legitimate role playing version of Dungeons and Dragons, where you, like were, you were your character in that moment. I remember I walked away from that and I was just like, this is the coolest fucking thing in the entire world. And for like, you know, three hours, I forgot about whatever was going on at college or the fact that I didn't have any like food in my fridge or any of that stuff. It was just like, ugh, I was this nerdy bard for three hours and it was like the best three hours of my life. And it was a complete escape. And that was like the moment that I was like, this is going to be the rest of my life right here.
4: That is adorable.
6: I know,
1: right? I'm cute as hell. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. Jess is
6: cute as hell.
5: That's true. Your cuteness is only exceeded by your humility. That is true. It is. I am the
6: most humble person on this stream. I can guarantee it right now.
5: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean... Only because she shifted back into the shadow realm
4: again. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey. She's so taking true. on the narrator role. That's it.
1: That's true. what it is. I'm letting you all have the floor. And I'm just going to hang out here in the upside down.
0: I need to. Uh, Say need hi to Demi Gorgon for setting. us. I will. I need to
3: get that setting. So when I'm DMing, I can just like read what I have written and then fade out. So everybody, I don't have to go. All right. What do you do? I can just be like, and then you enter the courtyard. Like this?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. there it is. Really <laughs> fancy stuff. There it is.
3: No, I just like I was about to do it, then I realized I shouldn't. I was just gonna turn off my camera. Just...
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Bees was gonna turn off his camera and screw up everybody's cameras yeah. again. And
3: uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I just did it easy lie. way. Like, you just did it. You half just did of it me with was like, do it yep. anyway. Yep. I was like, no, I don't want to mess up Luna's stream. And then the other half was like, you must do it. <laughs> so, do it i was gonna say there's palpatine
1: in your brain yeah
3: do it (laughs) oh my gosh oh man i think i've hit like different echelons of love throughout my my progression it's like when i first was introduced to it because i was like this is super nerdy and stupid i'm not gonna like it and then i played it and i was like oh i love this (laughs) and then uh Then it was the first time I started streaming it and I was like, oh, people can watch me love this. Oh. And then it was just like, I had a moment in the game and I was just like it all clicked. I, I got to live like I got to live my my critical role-esque story moment. And I was like yeah. <laughs> I don't know if
5: I can if I can figure out the exact moment that I loved it but I just think back to the oldest stories I have of those moments that everybody's got to Jess's previous point. Um, uh, so I guess all the way from the beginning, like some of the some of the very earliest days of it. So yeah, it's just, I mean, I've been playing since I was 13, which is way longer than you think because I'm much older than you think. So it's <laughs>
2: like been
5: a long time, yeah.
1: That's when we just say, so what edition did you start with? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yep. <laughs> I'm older than you think.
2: That's all I'm saying.
3: <laughs> to be fair, that that is a that is a very reasonable point because, um, as the University of Kansas has done multiple studies, it has proven that Black does not indeed crack, so that he could be anywhere from 21 to 97, and he would look just like that. It's I true. myself am actually 75. So it's true.
6: You look great. Thank, you.
3: Thank it's, you. We've all literally signed dark packs. Yes, yeah. <laughs> just, you know, some people have quinceañeras, and then mm-hmm. other people have, you know, the summoning.
2: It's just, it's
1: just what happens. So that's mm-hmm. what you did on your 15th birthday, bees.
3: Yes, one of them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. Um, I
2: think for me...
4: muted unmute please
1: there we oh, go snap. okay good we should be back now so i had a video driver crash that was fun um but here we are so it's a good thing that we already covered the fact that if there's not a tech issue it's not a stream so now we know this is officially a stream um cool all right where were we <laughs> let's let's just we're gonna cha- we should probably change crash. topic because canonically because don't crash right, yeah. the stream already you no know?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It may not crack but it does break
2: video drivers. It breaks stream.
1: Um all right, so let's see. Uh the next question that we had came from Matt of Roleplay Chat. And uh Matt first of all wanted to shout out uh everybody congratulating us uh on the incredible amount of money that we have raised for uh for Extra Life. Um, thank you uh to the $25 anonymous donation that came in during the break too. So thank you for that. And uh the question is do you, uh, Jess, you don't get to answer this one. Um, do you use your ho- own homebrewed magic items in your games? <laughs> if yes, tell us about your you, one of your favorite creations. <laughs> I don't allow third party
6: in my games.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Irony. <laughs> you are the party, that's why. Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's, like, is she like the second party at that point, like party oh, yeah. first party, party like the, the second, second
6: party? Second party at that point, yeah. Yeah. The party.
0: Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite homebrew items is probably from our stream on Friday, Excalibur. There was just so much chaos with that weapon. So, yes, uh, I do homebrew a was, lot.
1: That was impressive. Yeah.
0: I do let players use it as appropriate. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, there's really not much of a reason not to create something specific to your game, especially if it adds to the story in some capacity. I
5: don't ever really homebrew anything not monsters not items um if even if i do homebrew a monster i literally reskin an existing stat block like um the black dice society this last week we had harkon lucas on i took a high level stat block of of an approximate bipedal slashy thing i'm not gonna tell you what it was uh because he might come back and i was like here you go but flavor it as werewolf um uh i don't have anything against it I just especially because i've written plenty of items and stuff for like other games and supplements it's just i think all things being equal it's easy for things to become imbalanced quickly and what seems harmless can become not harmless very fast and just there's always just so many things so i'm not against it i just not usually what what ends up happening i mean fair Mm
1: I'm totally refraining very hard from asking Bees if he likes orange soda. <laughs>
3: um, I mean, I don't know what that has to do with the question, but I mean, <laughs> if, if it'll move us along... It's a, it's I a guess, supplemental question. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I do enjoy grape soda. I enjoy <laughs> peach, strawberry, but I guess when it comes down to orange, you know, I I would have to say, thinking about it hard, I do, I do, I do. Uh.
1: <laughs> I knew that's where you were going with that. (laughs) Um, that, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah,
3: um, I haven't used any uh, homebrew items in any, I haven't DM'd much, but, uh, and when I do DM, it's usually either just one shots or my, my system. So, I mean, technically that's most not really, no, that's not even homebrew either because it's just using regular Pokemon items. Um, so yeah, I really don't have any experience with homebrew items. I mean, as long as it's not something incredibly OP and just like stupid breaks the game, then um, I'm cool with it,
2: yeah. Yeah, I don't,
4: I don't think I've used homebrew items. I know for the one charity stream I was on with uh, Scry Society, who I know is in the chat, and David and Shannon, uh, we used all homebrew subclasses that I created which was a lot of fun, but homebrew items per se, none that I've created have been used. I've used some of Underground Oracle's products, which are incredible and you should totally pick them up. Uh, Jess, you'll give me the five bucks later. Oh, absolutely. oh sorry was that out loud My
5: bad.
1: <laughs> um, that was somebody, the off camera talk yeah So, <laughs> chat did say uh when uh when jess plays uh watsi is the third
4: party
6: <laughs> oh, hell yes that, that needs to be on a t-shirt matt
0: <laughs> thunder <Dundon> glitch <laughs>
6: right? Yeah.
1: where's matt when we need him um
0: probably lurking in chat
1: yeah probably somewhere <laughs> I I was gonna say I've I've never I've actually never used a homebrew item that I've created, but I have created a homebrew item, uh, just one, ever in my life, but it was the premium cookie tin, and so basically it's like you know those cookie tins that you get the butter cookies in and mm-hmm. that sort of thing, so. Uh, you roll on a on a d one hundred table, and odds are you're probably going to get either a crafting material or a spell component. But if you get like a ninety six <laughs> through one hundred, you get actual cookies. Or like <laughs>
5: sewing materials, mm-hmm. I would thought mm-hmm.
1: would
4: be the default thing. That's whatever, exactly yeah. what it yeah. is. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. All right.
4: I remember you pitching that to to me, and go, "I'm going, I'm sitting there back in my own like." This is this is silly and a little ridiculous, and I
0: love it. It's perfect. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. It was totally meant to just be goofy. Like, it was not meant to be anything. Say,
0: it's honestly the goofy homebrew items that really kind of, like, give texture to, like, a world around the table. Like, I think one of my most beloved homebrew items was something called the Tank of Healing that uh, someone from Know Your Old Named Beans was using in a one-shot crossover we did. And it was not a very powerful item. It was incredibly underpowered for what it did, but, like, everyone just loved it because it was so gimmicky.
1: I, I like that stuff. Like, I think it can be fun, but also, like, it can be useful. I mean, I know when I was putting together the cookie tin, I, I deliberately, like, would go through spell components or crafting materials and that sort of thing. Like, this could be useful for somebody at some point. I don't know. Plus mm-hmm. it <laughs> It might be. I mean, I think there's pocket glitter in it, so
0: that that's a cursed item right there (laughs) that's a a cursed item right there luna if there's any glitter involved it's automatically a cursed item
1: (laughs) um all right let's see we got a question from staghorn and uh he would like to know how do you fight the brain goblins that tell you you're not good enough to make content and how do you convince yourself (laughs) to keep going when it feels like you're not doing anything worth a damn well, <laughs> we might be yeah. here
2: for
6: another three hours. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, I, I think that's something we that we all experience to
6: different degrees. I mean, mm-hmm. I know, I, I know, I do. We're we're our third year of publishing, and we have so many compliments from so many wonderful people all the time about what we make and what we, we create, and you know what we're putting out there. But there's still days when I'm like, I should not be doing this. This is not the place for me. You know, and that's with a you know people talking about playing our stuff, which is like the dream. Actually, having your stuff being in front of other people having to appreciate it so I think just the way that I have done it anyway is I kind of all those great comments that come on Twitter or reviews or you know that people just say I just kind of try to catalog those in my brain and on the days when the the brain goblins are being real fuckheads I pull those out and I'm like no this is the real stuff you know what I mean like brain goblins don't exist they're not real at the end of the day but the stuff that people are saying these concrete things that I can look at That's the real stuff that I can focus on and try to, you know, keep that at bay. But it's just, it's, I think at least for me anyway, it's probably going to be something that I'll always be dealing with. And it's what, from what I hear, what a lot of people deal with. So, I mean, it's just pushing through. And as long as you have a love for what you're doing and you're still, you're still willing to push then just keep pushing and, you know, try to hang on to those, those little jewels that people give you because they're precious and they do help you in those situations.
2: Yeah.
4: It is 100% okay to take some time for yourself. Uh, I know that's something that I'm terrible with. Like, I know there have been a bunch of times that, like, I try and be like, oh, I can power through this. I know, like, this is just a rough patch. I can, you know, get this done. And the next thing I know, I've deleted, like, you know, a whole section of stuff. I'm like, nope, this was all crap. I can never look at this again. And it's it's okay. I th- I said to somebody, it's like, I uh Somebody else was saying something along those lines, just like I would rather that you take time and be happy with the final product than try and push yourself to, you know, put out something within a time, an arbitrary time frame that you've set. Uh, so it's, I think the the big thing is like if you've got those brain goblins, take a step back, reevaluate. You know, what's if there's a specific thing that you can kind of pinpoint as to what the issue is, and then you know, try and find, you know, good elements to combat it and, and, you know, but you got to understand, you know, it is a thing it's going to be there. And I think it's important to focus on the idea that, you know, sometimes it's, it's okay to like coexist with it, but don't let it overwhelm you.
1: Uh, Kay in chat said, show your, show the same kindness to yourself and your content that you would to your friends and their content.
5: Mm-hmm. Fuck them goblins man i mean yeah yeah. that's the easy one to do it (laughs) i i have no concept of imposter syndrome because i know i know how hard i've worked to get where i am and i also know that i've been very fortunate that there's just times things broke in my direction times things didn't break in my direction you're gonna hit one out of every hundred shots you take so compensate by taking ten thousand shots um you know i read something recently i'm about to choke to that sorry I read something recently um, that I think is important to keep in mind that you can't always perform at your best because then that would be your average. Uh, You know, you're going to have, Mm -hmm. some shows are going to be better than others. Some content's gonna be better than others. There's gonna be some things you absolutely love that never really like find its legs. Some of the stuff I'm most proud of are some of the things that have some of the least views. so there's no correlation there and and remember also at the end of the day this is storytelling it's art it's expression there there is no wrong way to do that and if anything harness that and i mean obviously it's irrational you know there's not a logic to it but if you can kind of extract some kind of, something from it that then used to motivate like if you're like oh all my content shit well what's the worst thing about it you know what i mean and then you'll vomit up a reason of think like oh my npcs are terrible all right how can i make better npcs can i workshop a few npcs how do other people do their npcs that i like but you know, to actually use it as the thing that will propel you to then try and plug some of those holes versus just laying on your back and staring at the ceiling it's like the because the the best the worst thing you create is better than the best thing you did not create everything is perfect in your mind we have all crafted works of heartbreaking beauty and integrity (laughs) that just mutate on their way out (laughs) to the prime material plane you know just just keep doing and keep building and keep progressing and know that there's nothing wrong with you for having those doubts but our doubts
0: make us traitors fuck them goblins so <laughs> I'm going to come at this like from a little bit of a different standpoint. It, I'm someone who's dealt with two like really deep, deep uh, bouts of depression in my life. And what got me through it was one simple phrase, victory in the small things. So I look to what I'm dealing with that is what did I do right? What am I doing good? What am I enjoying about that? And that is what I will focus on because those small little things are why you're doing it. And once you kind of realign and refocus on that a little bit, it makes the sounds in your head go away. Just fall a little bit deeper back because those kind of mental things, they're with you no matter what you do. Even if you don't have imposter system, they're just days that you're not you because you didn't sleep right or you're going through a tragedy in your life or you didn't drink your coffee for three weeks and now you're dealing with a migraine and things like that. So. When those kind of like, I can't do this, I'm too drained, whatever the reason is, I tend to try focusing on what good I've done. Like this charity stream, perfect example. Had I not gotten out here, created a discount with my friends, tried it, gone on other things, I wouldn't have been part of this. Luna wouldn't have contacted me last year to help partner and and find people and source people for the first one. So those small victories added up into something that is fairly large for if you think about how big... uh, The audience that some of us have this is a pretty big accomplishment so i just look at it as victory in small things build upon that because eventually you'll have a long list of very meaningful successes
1: yeah i i uh... agree with that pretty wholeheartedly um oh yeah i think uh i i've been watching the later seasons but in one of the early seasons of the show uh um oh my gosh what was it? Anyway, the Kimmy Schmidt show on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Um, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, There was a line in one of the episodes where she talks about how you can do anything for 10 seconds. And, like, it's a weird place to draw inspiration from, especially considering, like, the show. But, like, I, that has gotten me through some tough stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like, the idea that you can do anything for 10 seconds. And it's like, I can pretend to be happy for 10 seconds I can pretend to be whatever for 10 seconds and the next thing you know you're like I'm getting through this you know I can push through it for um, you know I can push through this challenge for 10 seconds and you know so kind of along the same lines but uh, yeah yeah Kay just said that's me on the treadmill I can do 10 more seconds (laughs) to build off of what
6: Dave said too which by the way fuck them goblins that's now the t-shirt that needs to be yeah that's the t-shirt I want um the reason some of the t- some of the reasons why you look at what you've created and you're not satisfied with it is because you're you from reading things from playing things you know what great material looks like and so you feel something's off about yours because you're not there yet you don't have that polish or you don't you haven't put it in a, you haven't you know exercised the skills that gets you that perfect intimacy or whatever because you're dissatisfied with it so part of you looking at your own stuff is just seeing the tiny flaws and when you are able to take a step back and go what exactly don't I like about it how can I improve it you're going to get to that next level and so then you know a year down the line you're going to look at your new stuff and you're going to go oh I don't like this about it but it's not the NPC thing anymore it's maybe it's something else and and so you're able to keep expanding and keep building off that and then one day you look at your stuff and you're like oh fuck them goblins I'm amazing I don't have to worry about it
5: (laughs) you know, not not to bust anybody out in particular, but you know, I I know everybody in this space. I I know the people that that are performing on the highest levels. They all still feel that way. Like I don't know, you, you would be shocked. Some of the people that I've had to like give the "you're so money baby" talk to. <laughs> 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 so
3: again, there's nothing wrong with you for feeling like that. Nothing mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take it from the other end of the spectrum from Dave because I I believe in the fuck them goblins 100 but i most of my body is made of imposter syndrome so um like every time i'm going into something i'm like i have my little my little my little uh <clears throat> little breakdown if you will like oh, i shouldn't be doing this bullshit ah. but then like i like with the pokemon uh series of one shots I sat there for months like oh my god this is trash this is terrible blah 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 but then I kept going at it because I was like I can sit here and say this is stupid this is terrible and then let it go off into the ether never to be seen but then I'm always going to wonder was it good was it really terrible like was I just being stupid so I put it forward and the worst thing that somebody was going to do is just come up and be like hey it wasn't that entertaining we didn't like it I'd be like ah that sucks but at least I did it and i went and pushed myself pushed myself pushed myself finally put it out there and had had guests had guests until i stopped like a couple months later after i started and you know that's not at first i was like okay people are like the first couple games i was like okay people say they like it but maybe they're just being nice but after a while i'm like all right brain how about you shut the hell up because not this many people are just gonna be like it was fun we enjoyed it If it was trash. So shut the hell up and just like look at things, but also like take a step out of yourself and look at things as well. Because a lot of the stuff that I've done, a lot of the podcasts I've been a part of, um, I've done some quality work. I've done some, I've had some amazing roles and it's not just being, like someone giving me a handout or someone just having pity on me or anything like that. I got a chance for whatever reason that was, I got a chance. And with that chance, I took it and I ran. Like a bat out of hell, I ran with it and killed it. And from there on like more more doors open and whatnot. And I get it. There's there's I mean, oh, before almost everything I do, I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But you have to, you just have to push yourself past that. Like it's that, that, that wall. Once you get past that little wall, it's not that everything's going to be great 100%, because there's some stuff I bombed on. Oh, definitely. But you get past that wall, and then it's what happens, happens. If, if I do great, fantastic that's that's amazing i love it if i didn't cool where did i mess up so i don't do it again Mm. and it's just like i again something something as 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 uh, i'm trying to think as as un uh i'm trying to think of the right term because i don't want to uh cut the importance of it but like like a game versus talk show like here it's not we're not trying to bring big rpg moments or big feels moments this is everybody talking exper- about experiences and enjoying themselves and i still gotta you know every time i come on the show i'm just like <gasps> but i st- i push past it and you know same thing with with games where i have to perform and bring these feels moments that are just going to hit you like a freight train it's just it's going to be there it's going to happen you just have to find what works for you to get past it because it's you know it, it like 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 my dad told me um you it it's no to hundred percent of the questions you don't ask. So if you don't ask something, it's always a no, you know, you, you, will be surprised. You ask something and it's a sure you ask something and there's a compromise. Maybe it's not exactly like, uh, I, I applied for a main role on a podcast and I didn't get it, but by, uh, auditioning for that role, the, the people in charge were like, we loved your audition. You're not right for this role, but we have some stuff in the works that we're, we're putting out that we want you to be a part of. And I was like, hell yeah, 100%. Yeah, let's go. So you have to, you have to push past and then also understand that it's not always going to be what you want. You have to see that silver lining in things. You have to understand that you may not get A but by not getting a by trying to do a you've opened up b through e and now you can go one of those directions and it leads you to either a or something even better than a so it's just just keep trying ignore the ignore the goblins they're just idiots um and do your best to you know you're going to have off days too just understand that but just keep going forward
1: All right, then. All right. I'm going to throw out one last question before we have to start wrapping things up. Um, This one comes in from uh, Tommy Math Productions. And Tommy would like to know if you could do one thing in the TTRPG industry that you haven't already done, what would it be?
5: Everything I want to do, I do. So, <laughs> Well,
6: Dave, of those <laughs> <I heard> you?
2: <laughs> and <laughs> now I am the
5: most humble of, of
2: all
6: of us. Okay. Um, I would like to get our full setting book published. So we're a few Kickstarter's away from that. Um, we'll have a small one coming up for our first like uh, portion or look into our our world. But yeah, my my big goal currently is to get our our full setting book published.
5: Side question: Obviously, you're very good at this. This is your business and the thing you do. But how much would you need to raise for the setting book?
6: Uh, for the for the full setting book, it's it's pretty pretty damn big. So that would the the first Kickstarter that we're going to be putting out, we can get everything going for a 10k, definitely, um, which will probably be what the, the KS is going to go. But wait, 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 what you the, need for
5: the what you need for the
3: whole thing?
6: Yeah, for the whole we're talking
5: thing, end goal, end total, 100%. total.
2: Like okay,
6: somebody gave you blank
3: do- check. And say let's go mm-hmm. for the
6: full setting book it would probably i mean we really could not do it for for less than at this point for less than 35 we couldn't do it definitely so. okay
5: super not gonna put you on the spot again i know this is your business i respect you i've raised so much money on kickstarter we did 300 for end of the motherlands talk to me oh, offline dm man. me on twitter i will tell you how to do it you can do you I, can I will
6: 100 percent just... take you up on that yeah <laughs> no.
5: it's, it's just because the effort you're going to have to put into raising the 10 is actually yeah. more than the effort you will put into raising the 40. Like, yeah. Well, hit me on Twitter. Please, my DMs
6: are open. I will hit you on Twitter. Please blow my mind because I would I, want got, you. <laughs> I
0: got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, for me, it's, it's a math problem. I would like to figure out the impact of three moons on the tidal forces of a planet.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> not this again.
0: Depends on the moons and depends on the planet,
2: you know? Yeah, yeah. no, I I've
0: been deep in like astrophysics things, trying to figure out rotational speeds and all that. And I got some of that figured out, but it is a little above my math understanding. Is this just for your own personal education or for, for a game? For my own education and for the game I in. Let me
5: help uh, you game out, bro. Let me help okay. you out. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs>
2: wait no
4: hold on we know thank you (laughs) thank you we have been saying this to him for years now
1: i just would like to point out too that uh in chat there is chris no 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 stop your detail in world building is too much a whole bunch of letters and then more my letters God. <laughs> I mean, again, ne- you know, is
4: also in our show, by the way,
5: for 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 your own edification, of course, all knowledge oh, yeah. is and power, it's... power corrupts. So learn things and be
0: evil. It's what you should do. Oh, yeah. But... I, I love physics. Like part of like my inspiration for a lot of my world building is my my backgrounds in science. Like I mm-hmm. love ecology and all that. So like for me, my enjoyment and my world building comes from figuring these things out. So is as much for my edification as it is for worldbuilding, because I find it fun, but it's also infuriating because I don't have a degree in astrophysics. Nobody's going to care about your title <laughs> tables, man, ever,
5: ever. You could know the answer right now. You could know it to with, within a perfect fraction of an inch. No one will care. It will not increase anyone's enjoyment. So thank let you. yourself off the hook for that. Thank, <laughs> um, thank hmm? you. It is what you say it
0: is. You are literally God of that world. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Like I said, it, yeah. is, it is a personal thing. Like I find okay. those hard facts interesting. Valid. That's Valid. fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Valid.
4: Um, okay, so things that we haven't done in the TTRPG community, and we were just talking about, you know, shooting your shot. Worst that happens is you say, no, I've never played in a DD and d game with B. Dave Walters. Just hey. saying.
2: You
1: stole mine, Patch. <laughs>
3: Right now,
4: right I've stunned him into silence. No no.
3: No in fourteen different languages. No, no,
5: no. I, I want so you to no, no, you know. <laughs> I, I, I want you. I want you to know what happened. Jess actually messaged me, and I'm literally like, "I got you." I'm setting up this Zoom. See, that's each y'all to understand something. Okay, the, it's. It, it, it... What she just did is the most important thing in the world. When an opportunity presents itself, take that opportunity. Don't be like.
1: That's literally how like, I got Dave mm-hmm. on the stream. Yeah. I put out a wish list on Twitter, and that's how I got Mark Mir on back in February. I put a wish list out on Twitter, and I said, these are the people I would love to have on my stream. I I, I shot my shot, and here we are. You know,
5: again, you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You yeah. know, that's, that's so, yeah. Sorry, I, I literally was. was
4: well, that's why that. I'm shooting the shot out loud right now in front of 43 <laughs> people on Twitch, so they can all back me up and say, "Hell no, he actually did it." <laughs> what, what,
5: what are we? What are we at, at for the for the funding goal here?
1: Uh, we are at 1682.
5: Okay. All right. We got like seven minutes, so it's unlikely, it's improbable. How much, I know today's the last day. How much longer is the donations open?
1: The donations can be open as long as we want. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) technically they're open till the end of the year.
2: (laughs) That's a little long. Put a little damp on your plan. (laughs) But (laughs) but all (laughs) of the donations
1: have a timestamp on them.
5: Well, okay, wait. We'll say let let's be fair. Let's give it a chance to really happen. Let's say mm-hmm. it's Sunday. By the end uh, when, when's your next when's your next streaming content going up?
1: Uh next what, which... Sunday at the same time.
5: So it all will right. be. If by if by the end of next week's episode you've raised over two thousand, I'll run D D for all y'all. Oh, okay. <laughs> you heard it in okay. chat. You heard it right now. There you go. No, I said, is, wait, wait hold right on. Now. Hold on. Where's,
2: where's like, Lord Richter?
1: Lord that's
4: Richter. A, that's a yeah,
5: week, you, you did 1600 in three days. That's a week for 400 more dollars. If, if we chat, get over the line, I'll do you.
4: it. Chat, chat, we have a kids. dire need.
5: <laughs> it is literally for the kids. So, yeah, yeah is, you go. Really the kids, for the kids, exactly. Literally for the kids. There you go. You know? Yeah.
1: Can can somebody go clip this too?
5: Yeah, I I said it and pump. It's it's it's. I said it. I do the things I say I will do. There you go. Yeah.
3: I mean, all I gotta say is
5: (laughs) the power is yours. Yeah. Just in case, in case these kids today don't know
3: where they come from. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was real tempted to put the Don Cheadle one up there. That's literally like, no, the let one I not... was typing in! <laughs> literally, I was typing in the Don
5: Cheadle <laughs> Captain Planet for my response here thing. Yes. Here broccolis.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. Um, In all seriousness, one of the things that, uh, that I've never done is, at, well, I shouldn't say never because I have done it once and it was only like two lines, but um, I'd love to do more not so much voice acting as voice over. If that makes sense. So. Yeah.
4: One of the things that I saw recently that was uh, very interesting on that front is uh, not quite voice acting, voice over front. You know, audiobooks are always something that's in need. Um, and it's. I feel like a lot of voice actors, and I know I'm very guilty of this, do not apply for that kind of stuff. So it's it's yeah, it's an untapped my, field.
1: One of my good friends actually um uh is in the middle of writing a um a trilogy, might be four of them. I'm not sure. Anyway, she's in the middle of like getting ready to publish the first one. Um and so we've already talked about she's like, "Yeah, you can do the audiobook and all of that stuff." So I was like, okay, cool.
5: <laughs> there you go. Now wait a second. I know we're supposed to be wrapping this up, but did you ask all the questions?
1: No, not even close. Also, we're at seventeen sixty-seven.
5: Oh. Hey, I'm t- <laughs> it, it's up to you guys. Oh well, well, hang on. Let, let's 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 machine gun this thing. Lightning round. All right. Got no, I got oh, oh, to answer. Right,
2: yes. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. oh, yeah. oh, sorry. All right. Oh
3: yeah. No. um i things i haven't done that i i would like to do um i would like like luna said i want to I, I definitely just recently touched up my uh, demo reel so i definitely want to do a bunch. i really want to have a big portfolio of voice acting things done that it's i have so much fun doing it i would love to like have triple a or or some kind of like show uh voice work done um and also just I mean, play games with 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 a lot of people I haven't met. Like I just met Dave today. Um fantastic individual. I'm Will just gonna love
1: throw to play this a game out here, him. by the way. We broke two we broke two thousand dollars. <throat>
5: <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> You know, I I was wrong to underestimate the people to say you couldn't do it in five minutes. I just knew that you'd already been so generous over the course of the over the course of the weekend. Oh so my yeah, God. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll just work out work out a time oh that, that works for everybody. I'll we'll no. do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Unreal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, okay, and we'll, well raise money
5: with that
3: for extra life. Yes. So I love that. Dying yes. Over here. Yes. I'm just gonna say I'm really glad I didn't put the truffle shuffle up as a (laughs) card. I do not. I am too. That'll be a
4: uh,
2: incentive.
4: That'll be an incentive on this game.
3: (laughs) Yes,
5: true. I will put a a truffle shuffle card in the deck of many things. Yes. (laughs) Oh Oh, yes. yes.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Unreal. You guys are freaking amazing. Um, I I can't even. Like I don't. I'm speechless right now. We busted got our goal wide open.
3: Doubled it. Mm-hmm. Doubled, Doubled it.
5: it. Doubled it. it. Doubled it. Mm-hmm.
1: Unbelievable.
5: And wow. it will help some people, you know. Just it, a few, I, was... I exactly. Oh, I, I always give the, the same speech. You know, it's, it's. Obviously, it is it is a difficult time for a lot of people out there. You know, gas is freaking $7 a gallon here. Uh, oh, there's been oh. plenty of times in my life that I didn't have five extra dollars to give to something, but literally every dollar, every bit, it all counts. Signal boosting is free, just talking about mm-hmm. it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and it all builds up to make a meaningful difference in a person's life, so. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. thank you yep. all for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, it, 150 bazillion percent, um, you know, it really just goes to show the power of this community and, and you know, how amazing everybody is and, um, you know, how much we all want to give back, which I just think is amazing. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's lightning round the last couple then and then we will Lighting call round. it a night. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, from Gum. Gum would like to know, what's a short story, couple of sentences that you always want to share?
3: I... <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say, no, no, I was going to say for the sake of the lightning round, we should have a, a predetermined order so that mm-hmm. we can yes. just, good, good, so good by stream, it's Dave, Luna, Patch, me, Jess, and Chris. That's fine. I'll go yeah, I got to get, gotta, gotta,
5: gotta get an answer for this one. All okay. right. Okay. Uh, is, it, is, it is a sad thing, uh, but for sale, baby shoes, never worn.
2: <laughs> this is the shortest, <laughs> saddest
5: story ever.
2: There
4: mm. you go. Um. So, short story. A couple sentences that I um made up a story on the fly to tell a to put a young childish person to bed on the fly. Hey, Chris knows where what the I'm about. came from. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Pretty much, Chris knows what I'm talking about. Vaguely. Oh, that one. Yeah. That one. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, exactly what you're talking about. Um. Let's see. The the.
1: The story I always end up sharing is uh, about by characters whose significant other was blown up in a boat explosion. (laughs) Oh my god.
0: So then it would be just the me. Oh.
6: uh, Well, now it would be that I'm DMing Mr. B. Dave Walters on Twitter. So there's (laughs) my short story. (laughs) Good
5: story. It's literally
0: happening over here right now. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, all right. Did everybody, okay. did everybody get right. one?
0: I don't really I don't have, have one know. on the top of my head. I'm bad with stories. Yeah. So, uh, let's <laughs> move on to the next one.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, the next one I guarantee we cannot speed through these ones. Cause these are like whole. bold of you to assume. Challenge yeah. 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 What yeah. Challenge what challenge would you like to see for the Ranger in D and D 5.5?
5: <laughs> I, it, I hate <laughs> a, attacks of opportunity i hate that so very much so having them have some way to neutralize that would be fantastic uh gloom stalkers are great but you literally only get one good round and then you like plummet off the revised ranger fixed a lot of the holes already though so if you haven't seen it take a look at the revised ranger there
1: you go I yes, guess there's more to Luna. say, but there you Luna. go. I was going to say, I got nothing because uh, mm-hmm. I haven't played a ranger in 5e. So, <laughs>
4: badge. I would actually like to give the ranger some more like tactical on battlefield uh, abilities. Um, just it, almost like a, a directional kind of thing. Uh, it's something that I'm working on as a subclass. So, it's just what's popping to mind.
3: Challenge, yes. Balance, probably not. Hella pets. All the
0: pets okay um jess boom
6: make them as martial as possible i actually really like rangers without spells um i like them without spells so if i was to completely redo it i'd build it that way but that's just me
0: uh i would lean into the tactical exploration side of the class a little bit more i'd make animal companions a little bit more effective uh spell selection should be a little bit more wide i could keep going so i'm gonna stop
1: All right. Um Next one is uh what level what level cl- what level class would you have Venger from the D&D cartoon be?
5: Is he not in Wild Beyond the Witchlight?
4: A bunch of them are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have knowledge on this one, so I'm going to sit out for this question. I'm going
1: to pass this one. (laughs) My
3: answer is going to be no clue.
5: I I, I would probably use the (laughs) the CR-23 Acererak step block, personally.
0: Yeah, that. That's
5: what I'd use. Mm -hmm.
0: What was the question again? (laughs) The
5: bad guy from the D&D cartoon. What would you make him, basically?
0: That's a little before my time. I don't remember this cartoon at all. I told y'all I'm older than you think. (laughs) Youngin. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm 31. I'm not that young, but... Just young enough
1: apparently. So this uh this will be remember I when we before we went live, I said there is a time every now and then we get a question that's great to do as we're going around and uh and like you know, kind of reminding everybody of who we are and where they can find us all on social media. This is that question. So, um what we're going to do is we're going to go in the reverse order from when we started. So, Patch, we're going to start with you. We're going to ha- uh, just remind us of who you are, where we can find you on social media, anything coming up that you would like to talk about. And uh, also, uh, tell us, what D&D monster do you think tastes the best?
4: Okay. Um. So, let's at least do the easy part first. Uh, my name is Patch. I am a uh, creator, voice actor, TTRGB ttrpg player uh i am creating subclasses based on musicals you can find me on twitter at patchers 0730 you can find my itch page patchers 0730.ish.io and uh you can find me there and i guess very soon in a game with b dave walters hey <laughs> thank you the community um mm-hmm. and as for the creature that i think tastes the best uh you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little weird just because it's on my mind from last night's game. Uh, I feel like the Remorads actually probably cause that heat, it probably like preserves flavor very well. So I think I'm gonna go with that. And and that's a shout out to Richter. Thank you again last night for throwing that at us. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, Patch, thank you for coming on and hanging out tonight. It's always a pleasure to hang out with you and uh looking forward to playing some d d with you soon. Nice. <laughs> very true. Uh, Chris.
0: Uh, I'm Chris, also known as Saint. You can find me at Discount Dungeons or at S uh, S Demons on Twitter. As for what would probably taste the best, I'm going to have to go with Hydra since it's very similar to crocodile or alligator based on environment, bipedal shape and other things. So, it also can also be very sustainably harvested because the heads constantly grow back. So there's that. Yeah. It's a buffet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, Hydra next stick. Alligator hooks up fairly easily. Can be done in a lot of different ways. Barbecue, uh, fried, uh, seared, etc., etc. So yeah, I'm going to go with Hydra. Dragon going to be a close second though.
1: All right. Well, Chris, thank you for coming on tonight and hanging out. Thank you for, uh, uh, DMing on Friday and Absolutely. kicking off blessed. this whole Extra Life event. Um, it's been a pleasure working with you as always to get this organized and, um, scheduled, and scheduled and everybody scheduled in and yeah. So um, yeah. thank you.
6: Jess? I am Jess Penley uh, at Jess Penley on all the platforms. Um, I'm one half of UO Publishing which is uh, Underground Oracle Publishing and at UO Publishing on the platforms. Um... I honestly think that unicorns must be delicious because it's always seen as a very evil act to eat one. So it just must be fucking decadent. <laughs> so I would like to eat a
5: unicorn. <laughs> you know, if I hadn't already volunteered to help you with this, this is would be what I would volunteer to help you with this. i like, <laughs> the best answer.
1: But, oh, Jess, uh, I love getting to hang out with you, and we really should do that mean. more. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming on and hanging out tonight. So, um, bees.
3: Well, hello, everyone. It is I, again, your happy, helpful harbinger of hype. I am Big Bees. You can find me on Twitch at Big underscore Bees, where I do random variety streams. Um, you can catch me uh, Saturday nights on RF Chaos, where I we do the masks game, the Unremarkables. Um, uh, my art just started on Campaign Skyjacks, so go check that out wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I will be, uh, making a guest appearance on the Roaring Trainers, which is a Pokemon 5e game, uh, also where podcasts are found. Um, I'm trying to think what else I got. I got a lot of other stuff in the works, but pretty much just follow me anywhere that's not on Twitch at biggest underscore bees. And I will pump out stuff and let everybody know when things come out so that you can go check it out. And, uh... Oh, yeah. Also, we will be in a game with Dave. So, yeah. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll tell um, you
5: now, it's
3: level 20. So, do your worst. So,
5: I'll be yeah. I <laughs> yeah. oh. yeah. okay. so I've, okay. I've been known to break it. So, let's go. What I said, do your worst. Challenge. Right. Uh, okay. You know what? All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. going to crack out uh, some, some of my muscles here. It's been a while since I created mm-hmm. a 20 character. Mm hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Amazing.
0: It's going to be great. Right.
1: Bees, thank you for coming on and hanging out. Uh, a pleasure as always. Always um, love to. Uh, yeah. And looks like we'll get to play a game together sooner than we thought. Right? <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, and uh, Dave.
5: It is I, uh, non-ironically TV's B. Dave Walters. Um, you can Find me all over the interwebs at B. Dave Walters everywhere. Uh, invitation to party on G4, Legends of the Multiverse, Black Dice Society, d d uh, Twitch and YouTube. Um... Bunch of other stuff. Uh, Black Pits for Idol Champions. I think that's next week. Uh, We just announced that. Um, The first TV show that I wrote and acted in is getting announced at Comic-Con, but uh, the Salvage Marines, it's coming out. Well, let me not say, because I don't think that's public yet. Um, (laughs) As far as, because I don't want to get shot at by NDA bullets. Yeah. Uh, As far as the most delicious creature, it's got to be this juicy boy, the X. It's just got to be, because it's so oh. terrible. And oh. everything about it says, do not eat me. And I feel like that's a lie. Oh. Bucculent. For, oh, no. for the exact opposite logic that Jess applied, that is unassailable. Oh, no. <laughs> every, for, every forbidden nom must be the best nom. Look oh. at him. He's, oh, he's oh all, no. Look at his Yeah, it's just, oh. just, just juicy.
3: Oh, Hello? God. I, I forgot yeah. to do my
1: animal. Yeah, in, I was going yeah, yeah,
3: to say, I just so. it out. Yeah. I'm gonna have to say like i'm not going crazy i'm going with a classic i'm gonna hunt down a good old were boar because a brother <laughs> likes bacon so i'm gonna eat all the bacon and pork chops that's a I can person handle, sometimes. So. <laughs> i'm not gonna hunt them in person form i'm gonna hunt them in bear f- i mean in boar form it's all right most, most dangerous game huh if it's yeah it's not cannibalism if it's a boar all right
4: i'm not sure saying.
3: that's
5: work honestly from a genetic standpoint <laughs> i mean hannibal said people taste like
3: pork so it'll be like all i know is that regardless (laughs) of what form it is i'm gonna throw some franks on it and it's gonna be good
4: (laughs) do do you in fact put that shit on everything everything
1: (laughs) oh man well, I'm not sure how to follow that up. So I am Gamer Mom Luna, and this has been Tales from the Tavern. I think the tastiest, uh, tastiest creature would be—I—I I don't know. I'm gonna—I'm gonna go with a gelatinous cube because it probably tastes like fruit or something. I don't know. I got nothing. So spicy, um... <laughs> spicy.
2: Yep.
1: And uh, we will be back again next Sunday night uh, with another episode of Tales from the Tavern got some more people that participated in the Extra Life event this weekend that will be on next weekend so that will be a lot of fun come back and check it out Um, stay in touch with all of us via Twitter so you can hear all about us planning our game with Mr. B Dave Walters (laughs) Mm. Um, thank you all to everybody who participated this weekend in the Extra Life uh, charity stream weekend extravaganza Um, everybody who donated we could not have done this without you guys Um, I am still blown away uh, though I'm not surprised by the generosity of this community um you guys are just fantastic and amazing and wonderful and uh with that said we're gonna toss a raid off to um let's see i think we're gonna go pay our friends over at total party chill a visit um they are playing some D right now so let's see total party chill and uh we will see you all next sunday night um have a great week everybody and we'll catch you all soon
5: i should go Frozen for me now.
2: Thanks
1: for tuning in for another episode of Tales from the Tavern. You can catch this podcast recorded live every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv forward slash gamermomluna. All of our questions come directly from chat, so we never really know what to expect when we go live. If you ever have a question or would like to add something to the conversation, feel free to reach out on Twitter at gamermomluna and use the hashtag TFTT. You may just get to hear it answered. Thanks so much.
2: I should go.